I hate stereotypes. The act of assuming that one adjective can define an entire group is so ignorant. It frustrates me when people assume things about me. Just because I'm a girl does not mean I'm automatically good with your child. Being Asian doesn't mean that I'm good at math. And being Canadian does not guarantee that I'm always nice and polite. I've fought against these stereotypes not because they're false, they're frustratingly true, but because I don't want to be defined by my gender, ethnicity, or nationality. I'm a unique individual shaped by my own distinct journey. Hear me roar! However, as I've lived and experienced the world, I've gotten more comfortable accepting that cultural, biological, and societal influences have contributed to certain statistical probabilities of my traits and behaviors. Generalizations with an asterisk that they're broad observations, not absolute truths, can sometimes be useful in analyzing big groups. Welcome to Self Help Junkie, the podcast where we explore the world of personal development through the eyes of book enthusiasts. I'm your host, Erica Ng, a communication coach and your resident bookworm. This season, we'll be focused on developing our romantic skills, but before we dive into the conversation with our guest, let's get a one minute summary of the book. Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus by John Gray postulates that men and women are so psychologically different that they may as well be from different planets. You know the, when a woman has a problem, men give solutions, when all the woman wants is to be heard? That's from this book. Let's hear a few more stereotypes. Men keep their problems to themselves while women like to share. Motivation comes to men when they feel needed and admired, and for women when they feel loved and protected. Men use language for information and women for expressing feelings. Men go from hot to cold, from being emotionally fulfilling their needs to needing freedom. Woman self-esteem rises and falls like waves from feeling great to sadness and depression. (laughs) How many of those are true to you? Once you have a base understanding, you'll be able to navigate communication and relationship better. And with that, let's dive in. Our guest today is Katie Clark, dating coach and luxury matchmaker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. We have a lot to talk about. You and I have already been chatting about mm-hmm. like real life dating and travel. So it's been a great right. connection. Just so that people know, I've been following you on Instagram. So I'm pretty familiar with your brand now. But how would you describe old school dating coach to someone? And then we just preface this is that I say I'm old school standards with new school style. Mm-hmm. So I'm not you know, the whole three-day rule, like don't call a guy for three days. Who's got time for that? That's shenanigans. Like <laughs> if you want a man, tell him and make him do the work for you, you know, be directive. Mm-hmm. So there's this, like this, this, there's something that worked back in the days when men and women dated and it wasn't complicated. It's so complicated mm-hmm. now that even Facebook has an option for complicated, right? Relationships yeah. complicated. Well, it doesn't have to be. So I'm looking just for more clarity for my clients and for my followers. People want to, you know, what are the rules? Well, I do believe that there should be some ground rules for dating. You know, Mm -hmm. women do not pay on a first date. Don't look, you know, we're going to get into all that. But these ground rules have worked for many, many years. And when we look at these old couples that are still together in their 80s right now, if you ask them, well, what kept you together? No no one's going to say, well, we split every bill 50-50. No one ever. So that's (laughs) concept where he values and cherishes her. She takes good care of him. And then new school standards. I mean, let's be honest, it is a different day and age. 
Um, I have kids in college, so really even chatting with them and they're like, mom, you don't understand. So I do want to bring it modern, but Mm -hmm. not so modern that it's feministic and I don't need a man and I'm a boss babe. Like, that is just shooting yourself in in the foot. And uh, it can be easily avoided if we just rearrange some things and do it old school. Okay, interesting. So you have kids in college, so that means they're getting into that phase. Are you also giving them dating advice and do they take it? So I don't believe that teenagers should date because if adults can't even do dating well, like <laughs> what are we expecting teenagers to? So they didn't really date in high school. I just say, you know, enjoy friends. This is not a season to start messing with your heart. So if you're a parent out there, just slow slow your kids down. Mm-hmm. Let them be kids. They don't need to adult already um, in deep relationships. Um, but now that they're in college, the thing was that during... I've always been very open about my dating. My kids have met many of the men I've dated. Mm-hmm. Their input was very important to me. Now their dad, on the other hand, met one woman, married her dad. And I always like to tell my children, you know, mama tried to, you know, she tried out a couple of different cars before right. she bought you can, you can do it either way. And they've watched both of us. And he's very successful with his new wife. And, you know, they've come to see me grow through dating. And they've listened to a lot of the phone calls I've had with my clients, which mm. I think was probably the best part. So if we were in the car... You know, and and they, you know, date feedback or, you know, the Katie, this is what I'm looking for. So my kids were inputting. And then when I got off the phone, we'd have discussions about this. What do you think of this expectation? And even at this point, they're they're not big daters still. They're, again, focused on the bigger things in life. As I always like to tell my son, you know, go go build your kingdom and become a king. And then you'll get your queen. Mm. Um, So it's really not a big focus. Uh, They see that relationships are work. They shouldn't be hard, but they're work. And right now they should be working at other things. Right. Working on their independence and figuring out who they are before they jump into a relationship. Absolutely. Having fun, traveling the world. I mean, that's what we were just talking about. So living abroad, no, nobody to tie you down. And my son recently was dating a girl and it tied him down, mm-hmm. you know, and it really was, you know, he's living in Singapore. She's in London. I'm like, sweetheart, you can't keep connecting if you're really not together. Now, I'm I'm okay with long distance relationships as adults, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was interesting to watch him kind of go through all that. And he's like, it's so hard. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. It's hard. So. Why do you think I'm a coach for people dating? <laughs> If it was easy, everybody would have great ones, right? Exactly, exactly. So let's dive a little into the book that you've brought with us today. So Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. This is a book that I think everyone has heard of, but I hadn't personally read until you sent it over as a recommendation. Um, so why did you choose this book? Well, it is foundational. It's And I think it had its heyday a little while ago, mm-hmm. like a decade or two ago. And so when I sent it to you, I actually thought, oh, I'm sure she's had somebody on the podcast already. Like this is, everybody's read this book. So thank goodness, you know, you have it. (laughs) It is just kind of a Bible for understanding the differences between men and women. Like Mm -hmm. I I understand we're all human, but men and women are highly different. And in this day and age of equality and, you know, we are talking about this term, the EQ, like the EQ is brand new. I think it came out in 2007, you know, started with the E, well, they call it EQEI now, you know, emotional quotient instead of just your intelligent, intelligent, mm-hmm. intelligent quotient. Um, the EQEI, emotional intelligence, it's it's ridiculous to expect every man to have this EQ so high. And when women are talking to me about how they want an alpha male and he needs to have a high EQ, I'm like, sweetheart, those two words don't go together. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe when he's 55 and he's figured out there's more to life than just 
you know, pursuing work and career and building his success. But um, there is a more openness to the younger crowd and guys of understanding this word, but they're still not female and they're still not in that feministic emotional sense. So I think this book really helps to remind us. And like you had said, they, it, and, and no one's right or wrong. They're just looking at it differently. Mm-hmm. And we need to slow down, don't have these expectations. And if you really want a guy with high EQ, go date a yoga instructor. There you go. <laughs> I'm relating this to outside of experiences of dating and I'm thinking of living in a different culture and you have all these expectations of how your conversation is going, how both parties are receiving it. And then later on down the line, you figure out, no, we did, we had the same conversation, but we totally got different meanings out of it. And I think that can be similar in some relationships that I've had as well, where we were there, but we were not saying the same things to each other. Absolutely. And I lived in China for seven years. I mean, talk about tone. Mm. Chinese is a tonal language. There's only four tones. And you always think everyone's barking and yelling at each other. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, and again, body language, how important that is. And, you know, and we have to go back and look at now my fiance, he grew up on a farm in Kansas. Uh, I grew up in like Long Beach and all the arts programs and Mm -hmm. dance with the kids. So guess who's more theatrical? Guess whose (laughs) tone is always going up and down? Guess whose body language is bigger? It's it's quick for me to say, well, he doesn't care. He doesn't care like I Mm. care. You know, if he cared, he'd yell at me. Like sometimes I just want him to yell at me. And it's not true. So understanding this book really gives us a deeper insight and also to their behaviors too. So uh, you know, there's that fine line when a guy starts to stonewall or get quiet, understanding that, that he just kind of mm. needs to retract a bit. The book talks about that. You know, men go into their caves and women just keep yapping, yapping, yapping. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, honoring that. And even when, if you're raising children, it's a good book as well, because how I respond to my daughter might need to be different than with my son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's interesting that you brought up that specific point. Uh, my boyfriend and I are kind of reversed. He loves to talk and I'm like, I need to like be alone in a dark <laughs> room and just like gather my own thoughts before I talk. And I, I think that's one thing that I liked about the book. Even if you don't agree with a hundred percent, like you're not a hundred percent on either gender, you can use that understanding to understand your partner if they're on the other side um, of the perspectives. Absolutely. You're right. It has nothing to do with gender, mm-hmm. but we can't say typically men, mm-hmm. and I think it's hormonally, just behave a little different. Of course, it's also how we've raised them, you know, no emotions. And, you know, even in my house, we had two reasons why you could cry. You can only cry because you're sad. And if you're sad, you have to know the deeper reason why. Mm. I mean, here I am trying to teach my kids EQ before they even knew that term. Right. You know, a deeper reason. And then, you know, if you're hurt and if you're hurt, you have to show me where, mm-hmm. but, um, but it doesn't have to do with gender. I mean, my daughter is a little bit more the stoic one and she, right. mm, you know, I'm going to walk away from you with no emotions right now. I'm like, Ooh, girl, so, <laughs> I think you're right. That's a great point. It doesn't have to be gender specific. Yeah. Getting back into uh, the dating. Have you always been an old school new style dating coach or have you kind of developed that, um, methodology over the years uh, from your own experience or from what you've read? Well, I've, I've always been kind of old school. I kind of grew up with, you know, the women stayed at home, they raised kids, they were Mm -hmm. involved, the dads worked and we were blessed to not have to need two incomes. It's a different day and age now. Mm -hmm. I live in SoCal. Oh God. 
I, you know, I watch these moms walk to school from my kitchen window. I'm like, girl, you're blessed. You know, <laughs> they might work from home. They're so creative uh, what you can do now. But so I've always kind of been around that and valued it. Mm-hmm. Like even today, I was grateful when I was a single mom, I struggled for money, but I always knew it was important to me to drop my kids off and pick them up from school. Mm-hmm. So I always took the bad shifts, you know, the lunch shifts, but I did because I knew it was only a season. So if there is a single mom out there listening or, you know, a single dad struggling, like you only have a season with your kids mm-hmm. and then go, make, go make your millions or whatever, but like, enjoy your children while you have them. So I became a newly single mom. I had gotten married early and young. And, you know, there was this, uh, the point that I wasn't planning to go be Miss CEO. I didn't want to be a boss babe. So I wanted to find a man who valued the idea that what I bring to the table, although financially doesn't bring a lot, mm-hmm. it brings a good family. Mm-hmm. And I used to date guys that, that would tell me horror stories of women who hated their kids, had kids who were misbehaving all the time, and how unattractive that must be for that guy. Right. Or you know, vice versa. And instead, what I brought to the table was really kids, a really happy mom. I loved cooking. Mm. Like it was amazing to see how many men were just excited that I actually know how to cook. These (laughs) girls were like, and I, I will say this. I told my mom when I was younger, I'm going to be rich and have a maid. I literally used to say that to my (laughs) mom. And I, I started learning how to cook in Costa Rica. I, t- I was the dishwasher at a culinary school in college, so I could mm. take free courses. Um, and I just started cooking for people. I literally, before I was dating Katie, I was fit chef Katie. And then I, in college, I was the dessert lady. So oh, really? it was like this evolution because I love people and that's why right. I do it. And hospitality, food brings people together and men are hungry for that because all day they're grinding Right. And I don't ever, I tried, I did a three month stint in a a corporate career. No bueno. (laughs) And the grind is exhausting. So he wants to come home to a pretty house. Like who doesn't want to make a pretty cozy home with a big couch and who doesn't appreciate someone who just paid for that. So I knew that inside that's the kind of woman I was. And that's the only kind of man I want to attract. It's that simple. And I, I did find some guys rarely that would two times, did I ever pay for a date? And that's usually because I just wanted to get out of there. Mm-hmm. But I just never even assumed that it was my job to pay for a date. I'm paying for my three little kids. Like you make way more than me. I mean, let's talk about the numbers here. I mean, it's still right. women make less typically, you know, right. and we are doing more at the home. So I know what I brought to the table. I never questioned it. I think women really do question what they bring to the table now. And I think that's what's sad, mm-hmm. you know, Cooking a meal is valuable. You might not make money for it, but it's so valuable. Because all of you ordering Uber Eats, he's not impressed. And by the way, financially, (laughs) that's a downfall. Mm. And so he's looking to see, are you financially savvy? Are you home economically savvy? I mean, literally, I took my daughter's dress to be taken in. It was $25. The dress was $16 at Forever 21. I thought, although I did take a sewing course, I hate sewing, but... (laughs) You know, pick, are, pick the places that you're good at, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and those are important factors that, you know, masculine men, that's a big word now, which is so ironic that you have to say masculine men mm-hmm. um, are looking for. And every woman I talk to, feminist or not, the irony is they all want a masculine men. Mm. You know, these feminists are like, well, I want a man who's strong and confident. And it, it's like, well, that's a masculine man for you. You know, and so... You know, when you're, when you're looking for that, they all want to, they all want to marry and date a rip from Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. They want that burly man. He's, he's not a pansy. So you have to come and bring the opposites, the yin to his yang. And it was 
skill set that I naturally embodied. And I think I want to encourage women in that. And that's mm-hmm. okay. And there are great men who want that. They don't need that boss babe. Men love women with a passion, whether it's um, YouTubing and you know, you're know you're saving the world, helping the world with whatever it is, as long as you're passionate about it, they don't care how much money you make as long as they're financially strong. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you can bring money to the table and you're wise with it, you, you're building financially or you're paying for some extra trips for you and him, he loves that. But it's it's not a 50-50 roommate situation. Right. I mean, some people think it is, but I don't think it should be. Right. I love the fact that you brought in that women, or it could be anyone, there's value outside of financially uh, contributing. Um, I think that in our society, at least, we are so fixated on numbers and things that you're able to quantify that sometimes things like being able to cook or like having a clean house is not seen as as valuable. Um, And it is. The other thing is with the paying for dates. So I have some male friends who are always complaining. I'm on these dating apps and these girls just want a free meal from me. Like they're not actually interested in who I am. And they have gotten to a place where they feel jaded now, where they're like, Mm. I don't want to be a meal ticket for whoever I'm going on a date with. Well, I I would agree with those guys because I have a saying, if he's paying, I'm playing. And Mm. that's you know, a lot of women are are up for that, but there's a couple ways that you can do a better job so you're not mm-hmm. wasting your money, guys. Number one is understand that in the market of dating, and this is one of my dating with Katie rules, out of the 100% of people dating, 80% are junk. There's mm. junk. They are not ready to be dating. They are financially not ready. They really don't have time. They're not taking it serious. Uh, they didn't look like their pictures. They, you know, the catfishing, all of that. Those were the mm. eight, I call them the eighty percenters. Okay. Now, the people who follow me, I truly believe, are the twenty percent. Mm-hmm. The twenty percent of caliber. They're cool. They're quality, and they're ready. So when I say they're cool, they're interesting people. Like all of the, my followers are just cool, right? Uh, they're quality. They have values and moral sets, and they honor your time and they honor your money. So they wouldn't be that girl who's just out there, you know, paying to play. Right. Mm. And then they're ready. Like their time is valuable. And so is yours. So it's really important. And and I understand it for these guys, you've got to vet. And Mm. now I will be honest, most of these guys will take any pretty girl out and then they get cranky because the pretty girl is like a nine and he's a six. And he's like, well, she went out with me. She should have liked me. Oh, sweetheart. No, you need to know your, I call this the dating quotient, like Mm -hmm. the EQ, IQ. This is the DQ. I have a podcast. I think it's podcast like 34 and I call it the dating quotient. Like on a scale of one to 10, let's get really serious about the real number that you are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll look in my database and I'll see like a hot girl and then I'll see kind of a really poorly written bio and she was hot, but not so smart. Mm-hmm. Or I'll talk to them and they're really shallow. And I'm like, mm, she just went down because right. I'm looking for a whole package of, of mm. and those are my followers. They're like, they're the package, right? You know, and if you have you seen the crazy hot matrix? Yes. Okay. I mean, old school. That's old school. <laughs> it's spot on. The 8.5. She's hot, but she's not crazy. And I always consider myself the 8.5 because you're hot, but you're not crazy. And that's rare. You know, that is the unicorn, I think they said. But right. it's, it is important that these guys do a much better job vetting. And mm-hmm. one of the things I would tell these gentlemen is that the effort you put in, she should put back in. Now, I mm-hmm. believe men are the ones who should chase a woman. Okay. Uh, and it's funny, I've, I've been told, don't use that word, court a woman, put the effort in towards a woman and you will only know if she's into you if she equally puts it back. Hmm. Just equally put that effort back in. And ladies, if you like a guy, you need to equally put it back. 
if you keep thinking he's going to keep chasing you and you're pulling away, he's done. That's that's fair. He's that got other sense. Yeah. Don't play the game. If he's investing, you need to invest. And I'm not talking finances. I'm talking your time, uh, your texting. Mm-hmm. Be responsive. Be polite. Don't wait multiple days. I, that blows my mind. It's It should be run like business. Business, you know, you and I, we had clear communication. Mm-hmm. I got on it, you know, four, fifty. 355. And even though I was a little frazzled, you're like, <laughs> like, this is just good quality. People do this with each other in business. Right. Why would you do it in dating relationships? But 80%, well, they don't know how to do it. Yeah. Um, so how would you vet through them? I mean, you have experience, you've seen a ton of dating profiles and you can go through and have a side-by-side comparison be like, I know what is good and what is low quality. How would an average person dating do this? So, and I do think most people are meeting each other on apps, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. right away on the app, do they have interesting answers? Mm. I mean, okay, every guy is looking at photos. That's the first thing. He doesn't yeah. even probably read. <laughs> um, and, you know, guys, if she's using a lot of sexual photos, guess what? You are not the only man swiping right. So if you got the date, you better come bring in some, something to the game, right? Right. You got to know the game you're playing, and it is a game. There's a skill set to it. Um, again, is she, you know, responding back? Is it mm-hmm. equal? Is it mutual? Um, and for guys, a big question I always ask, and on a date, you should always ask this question, you know, not just like, what do you do? And I've seen girls do that one. Oh, what do you do for a living? They'll ask me, well, what does he do for a living? And I'm like, mm, I hate that, that you asked me that. And I know sometimes they just want like, I'll give them a roundabout. Oh, he's in finance. Mm-mm. What does he do in finance? I'm not telling you. Right. You go Google and you're going to guys don't give details. Now, some of the guys will give details because they want to look like big and mighty. You know, I'm a defense <laughs> attorney for this law firm. But honestly, then they're going to like you for that before they even right. like you. Right. So be mindful of what you're writing. Uh, be mindful of the photos you're posting and what is it attracting? I truly believe you attract what you are. Mm-hmm. So when, when you're complaining about, oh, I only get these gross guys, of course, on Hinge, they can approach you first. That's why I like Bumble for women. Mm-hmm. Like Bumble for women, you're in control. Um, and of course, there's going to be gross guys. You just, they're an 80 percenter. Just, um, but you really ultimately, we're going to be bringing in people that you're like. So mm-hmm. if you keep complaining, maybe check yourself, check your spirit, check kind of your foundations because they're probably not solid and based on values. They're probably based on looks and how tall is he? Mm. How much money does he have? How hot is she? What her, what are her friends like? I, are, does she go to the club with me till three in the morning? You know, does he take drugs? Will he take cocaine with me? Well, there you go. <laughs> deserve each other. Shallow deserves shallow. So that's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. And you said earlier that you don't share the occupation of the client sometimes. I feel like as women, we tend to stalk people online as soon as we have like a date or we've gone on a date with them because I don't know, part of it is for safety reasons, Absolutely. Uh, but other reasons it's just like, I'm extremely nosy and I want to know what I can find out about this person. Would you recommend not doing that? I would recommend not doing that. I mean, as a woman, you need to learn how to read a person because mm. even if you did all that and still went on the date, this is what's sad about women. He could still charm the heck out of you. Mm. And it's because you're not a good read of character. Mm. So you're so busy looking at what he does and, oh, look at these places he's been and he's on IMDb and oh, it's sweetheart. You missed the pa- the part that he says he hates his mom and his ex-wife is crazy. Mm. No, those are red flags. 
You know, you're thinking this guy seems fancy. Oh, look at that private jet photo. And then what? And then what? I've dated guys with hundreds of millions of dollars. And then what? You want a quality, and I call him the good man. And this is mm. specific women. And I have podcast 50, I think, is on 12 qualities of the good man. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting that these women just will skip the good guy because she thinks he's a nice guy. Now, the nice guy, mm. the simp, you know, he's kind of a pansy. He'll, you know, placate you and do whatever you tell him to do. But the good, the good man still has a backbone. But guess what? He might be a little short. He might not have a good head of hair. Okay. You can fly to Turkey and get hair, ladies. (laughs) He doesn't dress right. Uh, You know, this is a big one. Well, he didn't make the plan for the first date. Mm. Ladies, that is all up to you. It's your job to drop the hanky. So what she needed to have done is say, hey, look, these are three restaurants I want. Would you mind planning a date? Just say it. Because he doesn't know. But the last girl he went out with, he picked three restaurants and she's like, I hate them all. I mean, right. you don't know his experience with some crazies in the past, but don't be that girl and just be cool. Be, I always say, be the cool girl because the good guy is looking for the cool girl. Right. And I like that idea of kind of compromising. Like, sure, you want him to plan the date, but like do a little baby step for him so that he feels comfortable taking the lead and planning that date for you. It's like if he's coming to the house and it's nighttime, turn on the front door light. Mm. Then he knows, okay, this is the front door. This is her house. <laughs> I can come up here. If you leave the light off, he's kind of like, uh, is this where I'm supposed to be? Like, right. And then when he knocks on the door or have it slightly open, so he knows that you're open, you're happy. And it is so important that we are directive. And I call, you're not bossy, you're being directive. Like he doesn't read your mind. And I know every man is always grateful when I teach this philosophy. And, you know, because again, now, this book is going to teach you that nobody reads your mind. So right. we do it at work all the time. I mean, literally, my my fiance is extremely business oriented. Like, mm-hmm. so I try to put every relationship skill set into a business set. So, <laughs> you know, so even recently I said, you know, babe, you have your quarterly meetings where all the venture capitalists, they all fly in for a big dinner and and like a meeting. You know, it, it blows my mind. Like they spend ten thousand right. dollars. That was like fun. But I said, how important is that? He goes, no, it's really important. I'm like, that that meal is that important. But he says, quarterly meetings are so important. I said, well, good. Well, we're going to have our weekly huddle. So I created this thing where mm-hmm. we have to get together weekly for our huddle, discuss, and you know, reassess. And he's like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do it in business, we should do it in a relationship because you want your business to prosper. And you've got to reassess every time. And so we are right. going to be doing it in a relationship. I a hundred percent agree with that. Like a month into dating my boyfriend, we sat down for a relationship agreement just to be like, what are your expectations? What are my expectations? And then we have a monthly check-in to be like, okay, what did we do well? What should we do better next month? (laughs) Did you get that in a book? Did you hear that somewhere? I had heard of it, but it was honestly because I got sick and tired of not having those conversations and dating around, especially once I hit 30. I was like, I don't have time. Yeah, to be fucking around. The next one is going to be the long-term one. So yeah. we're going to get this clear in the first month. Good job. I'm proud of you. So what would be one of those expectations that you guys spoke of? It ranged from things like what is monogamy to you? Like what is cheating? Is emo- like what is emotional cheating to you? Because I think we can say screwing someone else, definitely cheating. But what if I have a problem? Should I be coming to you directly about that? What if there are big things in life that have happened? Someone has passed away and I feel like I can't share 
whatever it is I have on my mind because I'm being considerate of you. So just little things like that. And it wasn't so much like a contract. It was a conversation over a bottle of wine. Love Um, it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I mean, we just, you know, I, I, my fiance, I mean, I just not throw up on the guy, but I'm always like, (laughs) how about this new idea? But I recently told him, and this is for any woman's going to have a different expectation, but my expectation for date night Hmm. is once a week, I want to be taken out. I want some high heels. I want to put on a sexy dress. And not only do I want to be sexy for him, but I want to be sexy for me. Yeah. I feel better when I feel sexy. Now, some girls maybe need to go on a nature hike with her guy every week. It doesn't matter. But for me, because, and here's the principle, is if I'm not doing it for him and with him, Hmm. I will still need, have that need. And I will be seeking it out other ways. And I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I know that I could easily like hang out with my girlfriends in Newport Beach and look sexy and there's plenty of single men and I could get the attention I want, mm-hmm. but I don't want to have to go there. So right. I'm giving him the means so that we never have to deal with me going off track. And of course, it's always my decision, mm-hmm. but I'm giving him the tools to be like, okay, babe, you know what? That's a win-win for him. Hello. For sure. like, you know what happens after a good date night with high heels? Like, <laughs> So things like that, you have to really get to the deeper reason and how this could go bad. And so mm. how can we, we don't go down this road? So I'm divorced. I've already seen some of my uglies and I'm like, I don't want mm. ugly to come again. So we're going to just nip it in the bud. For sure. I think that I, I love what you were saying there. Like for you, this is what you need from him. Someone else might need a hike. And for both of you to come together and have that conversation, it's so much more clear. You don't have to guess. And it also means that you kind of know yourself and that is extremely sexy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not sexy to say like, look, babe, if you're not giving it to me, I'm going to look somewhere else, but at least it's on it. Yeah. And, and that's not what I want. And he doesn't want that either. So let's again, like reroute and make sure we're focusing and you know, we'll do our best at it. But I was like, no, let's book out the calendar for the next year. You can can, um, open table that for a whole year. Go ahead. Nice. (laughs) It sounds like a lot of the tips that you have when it comes to the dating phase kind of transfers into the relationship phase of having clear expectations. People are all contributing in a way that makes sense for the relationship. And I do believe I have kind of my three, three, three rule. So it's Three dates, three weeks, three months. Okay. Because people say, you know, when is this serious? And I can't tell. And, you know, I met his friends, but what does that mean? Mm. Um, and, and dating is just dating. Like every, you're dating, you're seeing lots of people. Dating is job interviewing. It's all it is. You should be, one of my things I always tell people, be memorable. Are you memorable? Mm. On the, are you memorable online? Because in a job interview, you got to be memorable too. So how you show up matters, what you're wearing. I love style and fashion. I have a couple courses, like seven steps to sexy, how to get that mm-hmm. back. Um, I just did style, style yourself confident for guys, like yeah. huge. These men want beautiful women and you know, they're aging. And I'm like, bro, go get a little Botox, maybe clean the skin. Um, you're young still, <laughs> but the, the demographic I work with is that older community mm-hmm. and you know, a little bit you know, wealthier. So they take better care of themselves. So it's really important that these guys kind of keep up as well with these beautiful women. So that, so that's the thing is that your dating is the first like three dates, right? Mm-hmm. So first three dates, have fun. The first on a first date, this one's key. You've got to have fun on a first date. Are you, are you having fun? That's what you, don't, don't worry about is he, should I marry him? Right. Women think, oh my God, could I marry him? Could he afford it? Does he like my kids? Like slow down. 
And then number two is, is that person being attentive? Because I think in this day and age, people are not attentive anymore. Like, does he serve you first? Mm. Does he let you order first? You know, and is she being thoughtful to you as well? Especially when guys are watching this, is she on her phone all the time? Is mm. she keeping her phone right on the, on the table? Now mm-hmm. she has kids and she's saying maybe her kids will call. That's one thing. But if you have no kids, put your phone away, ladies, and turn the buzzard off because these guys complain, oh, it's buzzing all night, Katie. Like, <laughs> turn it off. You can't even answer the buzz anyway until you get to the bathroom and then you're in there for 15 minutes. He's like, I know she was in the bathroom for 15 minutes. Hmm. So they're getting these first dates, but then they can't even get second dates. And that's kind of why I'm here to like help people walk through this little small, just the beginning portion. And then, you know, give a guy three dates, ladies. Mm-hmm. They're quick to be like, no, I don't like them. You know what? Guys are nervous. Um, the good guy is a little bit more nervous. Um, but Mr. Mr. Charming is not nervous because mm-hmm. he's charming. Be careful. Uh, and give a good guy three dates. And then after that three dates, watch for three weeks. Are they pursuing you? Is she uh, responding to your stuff? Is the communication good? I mean, one of the things I teach women specifically, and it's, it's different for men, but four things a woman should look for is, mm-hmm. is effort. Effort is everything. I mean, I don't know about your boyfriend, but I hope his effort to to be with you was amazing. Yes. And we we want that effort to continue because it's going to fade. Like even we just marriage analysis and they're like, oh yeah, a man's effort will fade, you know, during the marriage. I'm like, oh no, it won't. (laughs) So effort. And then number two, do you laugh together? Do you enjoy life together? Right. Uh, My fiance and I, he didn't want to hike. He said, I don't like hiking. I don't want to go to Machu Picchu and I don't want a hot air balloon. And I remember saying to him, well, I'll go do it without you. And then of course we've done all of that and we've (laughs) been in amazing places. So sometimes ladies, you got to give guys a chance, Mm -hmm. you know, to like kind of put their head around it. Like he didn't like heights and he's like, I'm never going to hot air balloon. Well, we just did it in Cappadocia, Turkey. Right. Sometimes it just takes the right person to kind of open up your mind to new experiences. right, Right. So three weeks and then three months at three months, if it's not a right fit, you got to release it. It's mm. okay. You're not hurting anyone's feelings. Oh, I don't want him to be. He'll be fine. She'll be fine. Like, unless you guys are crazy, stupid dependents on each other, which right. at that point shouldn't be. And that's not really who I speak to anyway, because I speak to the 20 percenters. You got to let him go. Everyone will be fine. We're all grown ups here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about, like, when would you start bringing in those long term goals and long term values? Because I think that for me was key when I was talking to my boyfriend. I wanted to know where he laid with, with simple things like financial spending, like, what are your habits and, like, what do you see in your future? Um, would that be at the three week mark or the three month mark? I would say three months at, you know, you're watching this whole time. Mm -hmm. You're listening to these stories and you're not just like, oh, the chemistry is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Right. Stuck on chemistry. Chemistry is like, like, uh, what is that jet fuel? Or what do you squeeze on a fire? I don't even know what it's called, but that's chemistry. It's like squeezed on and it's so excitable and the flames just come up from the fire. Well, that you can't continually have that. Right. That's not what keeps a fire. What keeps a fire are the embers Mm. and the embers are sweet and the embers take a while and the embers are what's going to keep it going. So when people are are saying chemistry is everything and I teach chemistry is number four for the ladies, Mm. uh, you know, effort, uh, does he make you laugh? Does reality work? And then chemistry is last. Mm -hmm. Now guys, chemistry is number one for men. Okay. Men are visual. Oh yeah. I mean, but again, they could have chemistry with a hot girl and she could be totally empty inside. Right. He'll, he'll move on. She was just candy for the moment. 
you, we've got to like look beyond that. And if, it, it, does it function well? Does he function right? How, how is he with other people? How is he with his parents? You're watching. Mm. I think by three months, you can ask some deeper questions. Absolutely. Why not? And again, I say three months because it's make it or break it. Mm-hmm. Ask the hard questions. And if they can't handle a hard question, they can't handle relationships yet. No. I mean, eventually, like even in our marriage class, it's like, well, what's your expectation on sex? You know, every mm-hmm. other day or twice a week. For sure. And, you know, those things can change, but expectations are one of the killers of relationships. For sure. Expectations and then um, really comparing. Comparison and expectations. Mm. So, if you and comparison is going to happen in IG land and it's, you know, your best friends and watching everybody else, that's you got to control. But expectations are also you, but you got to communicate those. Mm-hmm. So I love that yeah. you guys did that. So you know what? I actually loved on a first date when a guy told me all about his ex-wife. I know that's a no-no yeah. because it, it showed me sooner than later. Mm. Show me sooner than later. Either one, what I'm going to have to put up with, which is fine. <laughs> but number two, how do you speak of her? Yeah. Like, I'd rather know this now than be, you know, wooed down the line and then all of a sudden just hear him rant about her and be like, who's this guy? Right, right, right. That's that's a really great point. Like how people speak of bad situations really tells you how they're going to handle things in the future as well. Are they going to rant and rave or are they going to move past it and be mature about it? Right. Yeah. But let's wrap this up. We're getting to the end of our podcast. The last question that I always ask is, who would you recommend this book to? And who would you not recommend this book to? (laughs) We know my answer on that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everybody who's a 20 percenter should read this book because Mm -hmm. they they will. Um, And you 80 percenters should read it, too, but you might not. So there. Um, Everybody (laughs) should read the book. It's just it's people understanding. Right. You know, give a little bit more grace. I always say Mm. grace and space. Because instead of you thinking it's them, it's maybe just how they're wired. It's how God created them. And it's understanding that not everybody has to be just like you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's not one right way of being. So if people are looking for you, where can they find you? Well, Dating with Katie, and that's uh, K-A-T-Y. You can Google me. You can find me at my podcast, Dating with Katie. And my Mm -hmm. podcasts are short. They're 15 minutes. It's all my own opinions. And what I've (laughs) 10 years of matchmaking with hundreds and hundreds of feedback stories. Um, and they're one topic specific. So you'll hear me kind of deep dive pretty quick. Uh, and then I've got a YouTube channel as well. I've got my Instagram shorts and reels. Uh, and then you can always email me datingwithkatie at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Erica, thank you. This was, ama- this was amazing. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed, stop what you're doing right now and give me a rating on your app. It really helps other people find me. If you have thoughts or tips you'd like to share, please do at Pod on Instagram, Twitter, or Gmail. I'll see you guys next time.